Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. Shoot him in the leg. Perfect. All right. I'm sure most of you who follow any one of us, well, primarily Vance, he seems to be the most uh, outspoken of the group, probably knows why Vance isn't on the show. Last time we uh, slipped and said I wasn't telling anyone yet, so we're not going to talk about it. How's that for a cliffhanger for those who don't know? Um, all right. Let's just get through these plugs. This show is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products. FatAZMuskie.com is the website. There's a few baits left on the website. Essentially, um, the swim baits, they're dwindled down to just a very few that are left. Um, hard baits, again, pretty much nothing. Um, but... Have no fear. You know, we'll be making some more here coming uh, holidays. You know, I don't know, another three or four months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so last show we were talking about, you know, making some baits and stuff like that. And afterwards, Todd and I had a little discussion like, hey, maybe we should get some more material now, you know, kind of think ahead. Well, it's going on two weeks after I put in my material order and there's still no... <laughs> there's still no material showed up. They're like, we're kind of rationing it out and yeah. we, we, we sell it <laughs> as we get it. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good thing. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's just, that's just one of the materials we're looking for. <laughs> it, it, yes. Who knows what the rest of this stuff is. Yeah. Well, okay. So like along those lines, this would be a good time to talk about it. You know, I'm going to say every couple weeks to, I'd say that's about right. Every couple weeks, three weeks, maybe four it's not con- super consistent, but I'll get a text, an email, a message of some sort um, asking about Project X's. And I'll just kind of just, you know, I explain it to the people that, you know, uh, reach out to me one-on-one. But more or less, to make to make an X even halfway affordable, I have to make a whole bunch of components at once because, you know, Think of Ford, Chevy, whatever. A car maker can't yeah. just make a single car and expect to have yep. it be have it be priced anywhere near where someone could afford. So I try to make a whole bunch of these, and I was running on one. There's several components, but one really main component had had material that was so freaking expensive back in back in the you know the good old days. I'm going to call them yeah. that. <laughs> That it was like, okay, I'm going to buy this and, you know, I don't really want to stock a bunch of this stuff. Well, anyways, that material has since run out probably last year. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got, I got some here. I'm going to coast through this year. You know, things will get better. Well, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Not only can you not get it, but if you can, it's probably four times the cost. And I'm like, there's just absolutely no way. So. I yep. I have like components and stuff. It's but it's like no at this point no. Um so and you know I'm bringing this up because I literally got a text yesterday about it and I I explained it all. It's they're going to be we're still making them if anyone's wondering, but we're not actively making them right now for those reasons. Yeah. So let's kind of shift over. I think recently I also talked about that, but I wanted to at least give another update. Um, you know, as like holiday season kind of comes around, I get a little spike in that, but 
rod holders. I've kind of put the straights for the last month or so on like a low to no inventory on the website. That is probably going to be fixed here in the coming week. We're making a whole bunch. Same with the rail mounts, the standard height, the tall rail mounts. Um, we have a machine that's, that's, that's working on them right now. So um, we're going to be updating on that. S10 brackets, you know, I don't know if I put them out of stock. I know I'm kind of in low stock, but those, those are rip roaring again. You know, things are starting to filter back in there because I, that material is more easily, um, I'm going to say in stock than some of the other things that I've been talking about. Um, bait wise, I haven't checked inventory in a while, but musky tackle online, team rhino outdoors, the pike shop. If you're in Germany, Maybe if you are in Germany, I don't know. I, I don't know if any Germans listen to this show. Yeah, it might be hard unless you're bilingual, but maybe Pike Shop should have their stuff up and going. That'd be the, one of the only places that I know that has a fresh supply of inventory. But who knows? They could have sold it all immediately. I'm not sure, but um, that's kind of where the baits are at right now. Yeah, that's the update with AZ. Yeah. AZ, so now let's talk Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Check out our website. We've got lots of good information on there about what we do. And advancing uh, our booking trips for next year. I mean, my books are like halfway full already for next season. I, it's unbelievable, but that's where we're at. I think Vance is already sort of booked up. He rolls guys from year to year. Uh, uh, we'll be fishing Pennsylvania, April, May. I'm going to be doing limited. Not sure how much Vance is going to be doing there. And then uh, starting at Chautauqua last Saturday in May through October, November, sometime in that period. And uh, we will get you out here and get you on some fish on wonderful Chautauqua Lake. Uh, I'll just take over for another one here. Let's do Ranger Boats, Ranger Boats. Thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast. Vix Marine. That's how Vance and I are able to get into these nice Rangers. Both have them on order for next season. Two new boats and, uh, you know, check out Vicks. They carry Starweld, Starcraft, uh, Triton boats is last I know. Uh, they got the Rangers. They are taking some orders right now, but uh, they service most of the big engines. Well, mostly Mercury anymore. Uh, uh, but, uh, Great guys to check out for your service. They're one of the biggest ranger dealers in the country. Most years they are the biggest ranger dealer in the country, and they are fishermen that set up fishing boats so they can help you with all that stuff. Uh, St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. Use them every day. We definitely use them and abuse them. Are there issues? Yeah, we have the occasional issue with the rod, but let me tell you, we put them through the grind. So check out St. Croix rods if you're looking into a nice musky rod or any type of rod. Yeah. I want to talk a little about that because it's interesting, you know, when you, when you do a, a spot somewhere, you know, whether it's on a TV show or our little dog and pony show right here, um, mm -hmm. you, looking at, for me, I held my St. Croix for an hour and I just say two hours. Let's round up because of my fishing trip that I did. <laughs> that was, that was it. That is literally one, one thousandth percent of what you probably put some of your St. Croix through this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
hours and hours and hours in the rod holders for the troll and poles and you know casting with i mean i had a, i had someone throw the i had a saint croix get thrown in the water again today did you get it back we got it back yes when, when you get it back i mean did, like what's the well the guy the guy bought the lots in front of the boat to get it and he was like oh man i'm sorry i've never had that happen or anything i was like no i'm sort of used to it <laughs> I, I I pull out this here chain that has this big, big grappling hook on it. And I just drag it back and forth. I, I don't hand the guys the big. What, what are they? What like, like the big dogs? Well, yeah, I don't hand them the big dogs either. But I don't hand them the so like the Lexa four hundred big bigger heavier reel is is equivalent to probably the Tranks five hundred. Because uh, they have them. Well, I have the. I, the the, the Tranks 400 and the Alexa 400 are the same, like, chassis class. Okay. But Yeah, so those big reels, they, they, they'll sink the rod. There's enough cork on those rods that they float, believe me. I can tell you, if you're using those 300 series or the those other reels, you have ample time to get the rod. Not if you have the big... Heavy. <laughs> the big heavy reels that you only have limited time to get a hold of it. But, yeah, so... Had one get thrown in. I had a little. Uh, what was the guy throwing? It was just a seven six. You know, not the big dog or anything. And uh, it had the. Uh, oh, what's the name of that reel? The thirteen fishing T thirteen or something. Company that started a few years ago. It's been a really good reel for me. Hmm. But it's it's it, it's smaller, you know, and it it didn't uh, it didn't sink. We were able to get it back, but. Anyhow. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's always issues, you know, when you're fishing as much as we're doing, you know. Uh, you use your stuff, eventually you're going to find the weak spot. Yeah. Yep. Real seats. We have problems with real seats. Especially if you're using the jig ripper and, you know, putting them in the project. X is hard on them. It's just grinding that real seat every time. Woom, woom, woom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where there seems to be issues that we come up with, but that's the way it is. Yeah. The average guy that's listening is probably not going to put as much wear and tear on those rods that I'm going to do this season. And I get many seasons out of them. Yeah. That's what you kind of have to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Wrapping up the plugs, you know, if winter's coming upon us, you know, you might be, you know, a lot of people right now are thinking hunting season and, you know, and rightfully so. Then you got the holidays and then you got the long winter. In between thinking about the show season and stuff, you know, you, you might start get the itch to update the boat a little bit. Well, if you feel that the floor, the flooring, the floor covering is in need of update, check out Aqua Traction. You know, for the three times I've been in my boat this year, I give it the thumbs up and I'm sure Vance will too. This is how professional I am. So <laughs> carpet, I've recarpeted a bunch of boats. It's not that big of a deal. It's kind of a messy job. And, you know, you can you can do it you can do it on the cheap. You can go to Lowe's and get the stuff, you know, a big bucket of of whatever cement whatever carpet, cement or whatever that stuff is, glue and you know, a good long weekend, you you, you can probably hammer that thing out. But you know, every time I did mine, it was like, mm. Half a season later, it just kind of looked like the old carpet. And it just, 
it's still, you, you get it wet. It starts to stink. It kind of has that, that marine mildewy smell to it. And it just, it gets batted down and it just, it, yeah, it's, it's nice for a little bit. But if you're looking for like a little bit of a facelift, you're looking for something that's stain resistant, that's going to look good day in and day out, easily washable. You know, I've talked about it. It's a closed cell polyethylene foam. So it's not going to absorb water. It's going to dry out real quick. It gives a nice, you know, personal feel to your boat because you're designing it for your boat. They're going to come and measure your boat. You take it to them. In some cases, they may come to you. It all depends. But, you know, this is some really nice stuff. It's it's not slippery at all. Even when it's wet, it's it's great to clean. Sound dampening, it helps on, you know, if you have achy joints, knees, calves, whatever, standing on a boat, this is going to help with that. It has that little bit of a cushion. They got a great turnaround and the best warranty in the industry. I got mine from Nick at AMF Marine. You know, you can uh, email him at nick at amfmarine.com. That is like my local area's dealer. Um, if you're not happen to be where we are, the Akron area, Akron, Ohio, you know, just look up uh, Aquatraction and try to find a uh, local dealer near you and, you know, discuss some options, you know, for your future boat project. All right. There we go. All right. So you're kind of back up in the saddle fishing again, Todd. Yes. Just got back up today, did a half day and uh, was home for, what, six days. Uh just a little getaway time. You're doing your last push now for fishing, correct? Yeah, I'm here for, I don't remember how many, 26 straight or something. So it's and, my and last little run. Last little run. And then that's going to take you to the end of end of October, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's then you're done. You're not going to push deep into the season. and I'm not planning on it. We'll see how the fishing's going. I mean, I have a lot of people on call here that I can get a hold of, but, uh, you know, I'm just like you said earlier, man, getting older, I need to take a little time and I like to get away and do a little hunting. And if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? You know, mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. take that first week in November and I got some stuff penciled in for that second week, but then I'm going to want to come up here and do it and, well, yeah, we'll see. It it also, I I know I don't want to sit here and be like old men talking about the weather. Yeah, what's happened in the last week, and then it's going to continue for the next ten days. It yeah, hit I mean, eighty it, down it, here insane. today. Yeah, it, it, it was insane. I I went home. I tried to fish. I yeah, tried to fish. Tried to do some hunting with my daughter, which we did. We got out on three different hunts, and uh, you know we were sitting in stands where it was eighty degrees. I did everything I could. I walked in with shorts you know, fighting off the ticks and stuff to get to the stand. And, you know, I have her hunting out of a blind with myself, her and I sitting in a blind and, you know, you get in there, it's been sitting out in the edge of the field all day. And it was like, it was probably like 90 degrees. It was like the inside of your car mm-hmm. and you show up. And I literally, I sent you a text the opening day there, Andy. And I was like, I did everything I could. And right now there is sweat dripping off of my nose. By the time I walked, I have to walk maybe, I'm going to guess it's probably three quarters of a mile to where we park and where we walk in to hunt. And what do you do? You're carrying crossbows and seats. I mean, it wouldn't be that way if I wasn't taking my daughter, you know, 
gun or you know bow rests and uh yeah it was just it wasn't the greatest of hunting uh doesn't it seem like conditions as as time marches on the act of hunting becomes harder just just from the from the standpoint of prep work maybe not hunting oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know it, it well, and everybody's I, I, I doing think... all that. I mean, everybody's doing the, you know, everybody's got stands now. Everybody's got blinds. I used to go hunting. When we went hunting, you didn't hear it. There wasn't that much of that going on. Some people had tree stands, but you went out and there's my tree. I'm going to go stand by this tree. I wasn't watching cameras and pulling cards and, and you know, taking gun. It was like, here, shoot off your knee. I was 12 years old. So I missed a few bucks early on, you know, <laughs> just like. There you go. There he is. Shoot him. He's hundred yards out walking through the woods. You just pull up freehand and try to take a shot. That's just the way it was hunting was. Now it's become, there's a lot of gadgets involved now. We'll put it that way. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was going at. I like, I like your wordage better than mine. Yeah. yeah. The, the amount of, of gizmos. Of that, oh yeah. Jeez. And, and I think you have everything and I have something very simple that I was talking about the way I was set up in a ground blind when I'm by myself on a, on a swivel seat and this little thing you put on your knee. And I was explaining it to you and you saw it, you were like, that's cool. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's slick. (laughs) It's slick because, you know, I guess we should. So, you know, with with, with Todd kind of getting back into hunting and stuff like that, to, to me that, that does not look, is that is, so we talked about how we sit in these enclosures, like, in Todd's case, mm-hmm. he's, you know, in a, a ground blind. You did make that, like, I'm going to call it like a, people call them shooting houses, but I kind of don't like yeah. that term. But shooting house that's on a hay mm-hmm. wagon that they haul around and set up. Yeah. And the yep. deer, it, it's more natural for the deer to see a wagon sitting in a hay field or, or, or a, yeah. a field of sorts than, you know, you just put up a big giant tower that's always there. You know, you yeah. they're used to seeing equipment. And that's that one of the biggest hurdles is how do you, you, you make this comfy little place to be. Well, the seating, the seating and the windows are always tough mm-hmm. because, you know. That's the biggest thing every that, time I get in there. Which ones do I pull? Which ones don't I? Yeah, windows. Windows, how how am I going to get her to swing over here if the deer comes on this side? Because, you know, she's sitting in a chair shooting off of this. It's a really cool uh, tripod uh, rest. I mean, you can shoot it like like you're shooting off of a bench, but it's got to be pointing the right direction or else there's a big move has to take place here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, there's there's a lot... Yeah, and I mean, all of this stuff has to be weighed in when, when you're setting this stuff up with all of our gadgets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, Todd had this one chair that I've never, I've never seen in the market. That I'm like, I kind of like that. And then you had that that knee rest thing that yeah. looks very basic. It looks like PVC pipe. That's about what it is. <laughs> you know, and they cut like some six inch, cut it in half, and you know, put one of those like saddle yep. fittings, or it might just be a saddle fitting. Yep. And, um, but you know, anyway, so that you got that kind of stuff, like the little gear, gear texting back and forth. This is what I use. This is how I do it. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, it, 
it's it's fun stuff. It's refreshing because this is it. It's it's not like hey, did I shot my buck in June? It's mm-hmm. like no, this is this is the time you're allowed to do it, and you know you kind of got to go and do it. You know, I, I still kind of feel guilty. I know I don't fish that much, but I, you know, gets you know you get really excited about hunting season. Yeah, but yeah, the probably one of the most honest people I heard about it that talk that talked about hunting has been Vance. And and here's here's why. When you know whatever it was 2015, so this is going on his sixth hunting season. And like after he, you know, after we had that whole that whole story, he's like this is more fun than musky fishing. And <laughs> and I don't know a guy that fishes more for muskies than Vance and this is like mm-hmm. so it's just kind of one of these things. It's it's a special time of year and you know, yeah. with, with you being able to, you know, take your daughter out with her own license, you know, it's kind of opened up this whole new thing to look forward to as the leaves start to change. Oh yeah. It, 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 and it's just such a getaway, you know, it's just something different. You know, as we talk about fishing, I mean, you can go catch, we, 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 we release these fish. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. and it, it starts on Pennsylvania year round. You can go anytime you want. <laughs> Every day of the year, you can catch muskie. Every day of the year, you can catch them. You can put them back, and then the next, if you catch ten of them, guess what? You can go for number eleven, uh, and you can do it all season long. It's just that deer, you know, the hunting, the hunting is you got that tag. It's time. This is important. There's one, you know, I got one, I got one. I might have one shot at this, and uh, it's when it's over, it's over. You get one buck tag in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and the thing is, is you might not even get that chance. Yeah, you might not get the chance. So there's a lot more anticipation. You know, it's something I do look forward to every year, and I haven't bow hunted in probably 14 years, 15 years. But, you know, we were able to get the crossbow. My daughter showed some interest in doing it, and uh, I enjoyed getting out. Wish the weather was a little better, but we're going to get out there come 1st of November, and it's the same way. She's got a tag. I've got a tag. This could happen on the same night. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it could happen. Over, it could happen in the same hour. It could happen right back to back. There you go. You got your deer. I got to let it lay a little bit. And I reload and, and just another sit there. One could step out. Yeah. Uh, you know, but when it's over, it's over, you know, unless you know, I got some boat tags. We'll fill for some meat for the freezer, but it's so different than musky fishing. It's it anticipation it's an annual thing once a year you get that tag you get your turkey tag you get your deer tag and uh fishing is endless <laughs> you can go whenever yeah yeah and big it's... difference that's 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 the excitement to me about it you know yeah and, and you know and, and like in this situation now you know in your musky season right now you're on the like home stretch of the grind i'm on a home stretch yeah and you know, in prior years, you're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to grind it out till November. Then I'm going to wait three weeks and then I can go hunting for a couple weeks. Then it's going to go right yeah. out the hall. Now it's like, Hey, I got this carrot. That's a lot closer. Yeah. And for the, for like two and a half of those three weeks that you're just going to be sitting there at home, you could be going out and doing stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, yep. And it's, it's exciting, but, it, but you know, it, it's the thing about hunting. I mean, we'll talk a little about, what happened with you there's umpteen hours of preparation and getting ready what you are doing out there 
uh, oh, but if, you know, if someone that was on the fence of like, yeah, I like to go fishing a little bit, eh, hunting, it's not really my thing. I'm not against it. If they heard the crap that I do, exactly, th- they would be yeah. like, man, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if I even want to try that, this yeah. because this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're doing a lot different than going and like, I'm gonna go sit by my stump. Right. Uh, I still hunt like that, you know, and I still get some deer doing that, but there's a lot goes into it and you have that t- tag and uh let's talk about what happened to you open opening day all right well then you know so if anybody <laughs> anybody is a long time listener they, they've talked they've heard me talk you know maybe back in 2015 i believe we had zach on when we talked about my opening day buck in 15 mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. a three-hour show but anyways yes. that's when when i like okay food plots you know let's see how this works and someone like me if anyone pays attention i just can't stop it's like well if if this is take it to the next level over the top you do well if if there's a next level you hey guess what i'm gonna explore it (laughs) because good enough is not good enough Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna keep on inching and you know now you know we we got all this all this just it started out with planting some seeds now it's now it's planting seeds it's you know, planting seeds. Well, yeah, we got the tractors. We got cutting trees. We got planting (laughs) trees, go zones, no go zones. Mm -hmm. And, and it, but I'm really trying to boil it down without actually explaining all this stuff. But yeah. And you know, it ends up being where, you know, trail cameras that if anybody, I, we might've talked about this trail cameras are so much fun. Like yes. I, I like trail cameras almost more than hunting. And it's because if I get the photo, I got it. It's here. It's yeah, on, yeah, it's, it's on yeah, my yeah. phone. It's on my computer. Yeah. I don't have to get dirty. I'm not out there, you know, trying not to be smelly. I'm not worrying about the wind. I'm not worrying about, Oh, was there a stick in my way? It's there. Yep. And, you know, you'd go and pull the camera cards, you know, you get that one big giant buck and it's just, it doesn't matter if you get one photo of him a year, you, you just know got him. he's there. Yeah. And he's there. You've yes. got him and people haul these photos around Yep, like pictures of their children, you yep. know, right before the season, you know, you have everyone, you know, in our little small town there, you know, whatever you see him somewhere, they're like, check this out. And you're like, oh yeah. When was that? Oh, this was 2013. Well, that's a good photo. I mean, it's not, too, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a, I mean, it, it's become like, it's like, uh, trading it, it cards. Of, it, it, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And it reminds me of shed hunting also. Like, yes. You go out and you find this giant shed, like, look what I found. And some people are like, oh my gosh, look at that. It was like, wait a second. You, you didn't get that deer. And th- the photos are that way. Oh, there's a great picture. You didn't get them. I mean, I enjoy looking at your photos that you send me because mm-hmm. I've told you for years now, I virtually hunt. I'm like Steve here. I've been virtual hunting right? <laughs> the archery, which I was very into, and I got some really nice ones doing it. Uh, but I'm, I'm virtually hunting through Andy because I'm fishing every single day. And I was like, send me some pictures. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. I don't I'm not ready to put that time effort money into the investment to get all that going just because i'm not there to do it anyhow you know i got a couple days but it is a lot like shed hunting it, it's a it, it it's a token it it to me it's a really pure form of enjoying nature 
yes. that there is almost no take involved. You're- oh, man. And, and Andy, some of the best pictures you sent me. Do you remember? It was years ago. What the heck are those things called? You have them up your way. You sent me a picture of that Fisher. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fisher. I was thinking, I'm like, I got a porcupine a couple <laughs> no, years back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you sent me the picture of the Fisher. This was years ago before you guys had seen them a lot. And you're like, right. do you have any idea what this is? And I was like, uh, it, and, and the picture you sent was, I mean, it was clear, but it was, it was odd looking. Like, it was like, that looks like a freaking Gila monster. I would not go in that woods. It, I, I believe that picture. I want to think what was it? It, it might have been 2012. Yeah, a long time ago. 2012. I shot my buck, and and this is like going back. I filmed that hunt. 2011, 2000, something like that. And then mm-hmm. I put the the trail camera on the gut pile because people say always put your trail camera on the gut pile to see what comes. And I'm like, I'm not really sure what this is. And then now you're going yeah. back and forth. And it, it might, was it on video? I don't remember, but I'm like, hey, yeah, these are crows. <laughs> these yeah. are crows. So this is this is size of a crow sitting here, and then you got this thing, and you're trying to go back and forth between the pictures to get a an estimate on size. And yes. every once I, in a while, I, I I had never seen anything like that. When you sent it, I was like, Andy, I have no idea what that is. That is a crazy looking critter, and it was sort of the way the picture was taken. We did figure out it was a fisher. Yeah, well, yeah, but it was it was it not knowing that they were kind of creeping in on our area. I mean, who knows? They yeah. could have been here for fifty years, and we just wouldn't have known it. Yep. But this is like cameras. the dawning of, hey, here's proof. Mm-hmm. I mean, and some I of mean, the what's that? You had you had wild. We we, we we last was it <laughs> for last two years year? for 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 a year and a half. You kept getting a, a year and a half ago. Yes. Yeah. Like, Approaching closer uh, closer to two years, out of nowhere, I start getting pigs. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not up on all the pig stuff. There, there is a there is a big-time, well-spoken TV personality who claims there is only one species of pig in the entire world. And yeah. there's only one genus species name for it. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it, it gets kind of weird when I hear people say, well, that's a Eurasian boar. Well, a Eurasian boar is the same thing as piglet. Genetically, yeah. they are the same. Yeah. And, I mean, there might be some subspecies, but is a subspecies really anything terribly different? I don't know. I'm not going to have a debate on that. But, you know, I show people like, oh, that's a Eurasian boar. Um, I don't know. Yep, I, mean, I, I have no pig. idea. <laughs> well, that's a razorback or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah listen, yeah. it's a pig. And you know, just like people, you have some short mm-hmm. ones, you have some tall ones, you have some fat ones, you have some skinny ones. These were pigs. Yeah. Did and you guys, so did you or your father, uh, the property ever lay eyes on them? Like, did you ever see them? We never saw them. We exactly based you off had of, pictures everywhere. I had pictures to, to where it was like, I don't want to say clockwork, but they were on a pretty good 10-day, 14-day schedule mm-hmm. that they're going to come through and hit a bunch of cameras. So, yeah. um, it, you know, you, you, you try to do your best. Known. We would have... You, you would have never known without those cameras. You would have never known there was pigs out there if someone would have saw one. If I would have came up and hunted that one Saturday, I'd come up with you and said, Andy, I saw two pigs come through here. And you'd be like, okay, Todd, 
You need to go home, get some rest. Were they bears? Are you sure they wasn't bears? Because <laughs> yeah, I do see bears. Yeah, and you guys have seen bears, but you're like, yeah, you need to go get some rest. You've been fishing too much. It's <laughs> well. So on the yeah. topic of those pigs, I I had gotten on on the one set of cameras. I'm like, that looks like a pig. And now this was this was like in some, I don't want to call it dark timber, but it was in hemlocks, and there was mm-hmm. snow on the ground. And I'm like, that has to be a, what is that? That has to be a pig. So, you know, I, I let dad know. I'm like, hey, dad, there's some weird stuff going on out there. Um, go go walk through here and tell me what you see track-wise. Well, if anyone hasn't seen a pig track, it looks awfully like a deer track. And Absolutely, I got him yeah. up and down the up and down the trail in the snow. He goes, all I see are deer tracks. And I'm like, well, this is yeah. stupid. And then, you know, as things yeah. start to happen, I start getting daylight photos and it was it was really interesting, and it at, it was a slightly concerning too because this is not you don't want these on your land. No, um, no. But the crazy thing is, they, they are they are horrible for the environment. Yeah. The and and, and the reason being for any non hunters out there, they they are very fertile. They can I think have you know a handful of litters a year, and the yeah. litters are not like one. They're a mm-hmm. lot, and there's really no natural predators. They can just run rampant. They can I, eat I just think about anything. Like, uh, yeah, I think they're like uh, cats, you know, like the one they have in the spring. Those The babies of the 10 in their litter, they can be having babies by the end of the year. I want to think that, yeah, like the— uh, It's quick. <laughs> it's like four or six months that when they yeah, hit maturity. Exactly. Yep, yep. And uh, so you, you can just think of how fast that can model, multiply. You know, if they mm-hmm. drop a litter of eight and say four yeah. girls, well, <laughs> yeah. in six months, you're, you're, those four girls could probably, let's you just say, have, have six. Yeah, in yeah. one year, you go from like a pair 64. to 200. Yeah, 64 pigs in six months, yeah. And um, yeah. especially in a place that does, you know, that is very, you know, has a lot That's- of food. And, yeah, and, it has a lot of food, very rural. It's not where you expect to see or hear about this story of pigs showing up where you're at. Yeah. I mean, there's no known population. Not many people would – you probably would tell – you could probably show those t- pictures to there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, we're, that's not from there. Yeah, They it, probably wouldn't believe you. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's uh, – so talking about these pigs <laughs> some more, I – um. We did some work for um, the Pennsylvania Game Commission on one of their robo deers at, at the shop. So I, I had the the phone number of, of a I don't know what you want to call a game warden, but this guy kind of mm-hmm. oversees game wardens. So nice. I don't know the the boss. I'm gonna just say. Yeah. And I, I called him up. I'm like, hey, listen, I got some I got some pigs, and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, listen, I'm gonna come up to the shop. He goes, I'm gonna do a little bit of talking here and stuff. He, he comes up and he goes, let me see these pictures. And he <laughs> he looks at these pictures. They're color pictures now. He goes, yeah, yeah, those are pigs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, originally he's probably like, yeah, this guy just wants to go out and like. Yeah, someone released some and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, this but, guy wants to get permission to go just like shoot after dark. Go get, go get right. rid of your pigs. Well, this <laughs> is the crazy thing. He's like, listen, he handed me some stuff and he's like. Mm-hmm. He, he he insinuated something, but he's like, "This doesn't make sense to me." But <laughs> here's the rules on pigs, 
and he handed me like this printout. And it's like, you know, it starts off in a paragraph like Pennsylvania is no place for, you know, feral swine, blah, blah, blah. They are, they need to be gone, blah, blah, blah. By the way, you need to wear 250 square inches of orange. You cannot hunt over bait. You cannot hunt with light. You cannot hunt with dogs. I'm like, (laughs) they're treating this like a big game animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute. If there's no place for these things here, they should be treated like coyotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any, 20, any kind? 24-7. Any, any time, any day. Yeah, yeah. traps. You trap them. Yeah. You know, we need yeah. to get these things off the land. And he just kind of was like, <laughs> he looked at me, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, all, I saw all I need to see. If, mm-hmm. if I have, mm-hmm. but so... I had gotten them over the course of a few months and there were never any babies. So kind of what I was thinking was, you know, they, they were either, you know, both female or both male. There might've been three. They might've all been the same thing or they may have been fixed. They more than likely escaped from someone's thing. And with the amount of, and I'm just going to blame the Amish cause I don't think they're listening to, to this yeah, show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, and I'm out in a very, very Amish, you know, high country mm-hmm. And you know they could have got away from there, and just we would have never heard about it. So, but but it doesn't take them long. I mean, w- when we're talking about these, these aren't pictures of like pink pigs that you see. No, this these is wiry like, hair, like four inches long off their like, back. Yeah, they had like hair on them. They look like what you see when you're watching the Outdoor Channel, and they, oh, they're shooting wild boars in you know South Carolina. That's what these things look like. They did not look like pigs that escaped from the neighbor's farm right (laughs) these were not the ones you know they did kind of have curly tails but you're not seeing these things at the fair and they Mm -hmm. had some Mm -hmm. tusk growth you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. take long for them to revert back to the wild well um and and these pigs based off of their size on a deer i'm not going to say they're 400 pound pigs but they were probably at least two to 250 Oh, they're bigger than deer, yeah. That these were yeah. something I would not want to run into in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um That's hilarious. So, but regardless, uh, okay, so that's all like couple year old mm-hmm. news. Last year, <laughs> I got sent a screenshot. Someone 5 6 7 miles away during deer season shot a pig. And it no looked kidding. it looked it matched what we described. Darker yeah. darker wiry hair you know, yeah. whatever. And so there was a chance that these things had just been running around for this long for years, for, for years. years yeah. yeah. They might've started out with four or five, who knows? And now they're whittled down to a couple. Yeah. We talked about, uh, I mean, we, I don't know if you ever went out and did it, but I know I talked to you. I was like, can we go try to get them? Do you have any pattern on them? <laughs> no, if I, if I them. did, I would yeah. have been all over yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. It's kind of like with, with this, you know, there's a bear season in PA, like obviously, like a rifle season, mm-hmm. and people do shoot them in our counties. But just about all the bears that are harvested in Pennsylvania are from bear drives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would be extremely fortunate during the three-day bear season to go sit in a tree stand and have a bear come by. I'm not yeah. saying it don't happen. Yeah. But yeah. to just randomly go out there. So talking about the bear thing, to go out and just sit for a pig, oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's I don't know. Hunt, like, let, let's hunt for unicorns here. Yeah. Let's hunt. You know, hey, grab <laughs> grab that feed can and bang it against the fence post. See if these things come running in. Because I don't know yeah. how else to do it. 
fake Bigfoot, Sasquatch, yeah. Yeah, well, especially no feeders, no night hunting, no nothing. It's mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah. So, but anyways, getting back to the trail camera thing that we started with, yeah. The um, trail cameras—they're a blast. Do you know what's even more fun than regular trail cameras? Cellular trail cameras. Mm-hmm. They are changing. They, I mean, they don't kill the 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 deer for you, but they sure make it easier to make decisions i will not say that absolutely there is there is a power to it as if you know todd you you sent me a photo today from a cell cam didn't you yeah yes yeah Mm -hmm. having and i i have many cell cams um a lot and it is it it creates a level of anxiety i sleep worse when they're out and I have a sigh of relief mentally when I pull them down in this, in like late winter, <laughs> I'm not kidding. There, there's really? yeah. well, just because of the, how I have mine set up. Mm-hmm. Like, See, I, would, I would think that would be a big deal during hunting. Like until you fill the tag, because I can see it just playing. Oh, I know it does. I'm not saying so much with you, Andy, you're pretty, level-headed about i'm not Mm -hmm. i mean but you're you're pretty yep it is what it is i'm gonna do this but i know people that are pulling their hair out because of this stuff the deer's at this camera it's at this camera it's over at this stand it's over here personally i enjoy looking at your camera pictures and people send them but where i'm hunting i i don't want to get that involved in it because i don't want to get to those decision-making times where I mean, it, it, it's sort of like the pan optics that we're talking about on these fishing mm-hmm. trips that people are using. It's like, you want to spend your time sitting there? I'm not going to cast. I'm looking for a fish on this screen. Yeah. Well, I know, I know you're not going to catch one because you're not casting right now. Uh, there could be one just off the screen that's going to grab your bait. And those, the, the, those cameras will make people go crazy. Uh, but the big thing about them, those cell cameras, the big thing that they've changed, Andy, is you know, when they first started putting those out, my buddies that are really into hunting said these, these cameras are messing everything up because people are going out in the woods. you got to go pull your camera. They're excited, and they're going and doing this every couple of days, and they're walking right through their hunting spots. The, the, the cell cameras have changed that. Yeah, you set them up. If things yeah. work as they should, they're feeding yep. them to you on on your yes. schedule. Yep. Um, I mean, and you know, one hundred percent. It there, there's also. I, I mean, you, you you told me the other night there, opening night. You said I hadn't been to my stand since what, early August. Yeah. So uh, something funny about you that. Two months. Two months. And you and didn't go to your I stand. Knew, you weren't even in that area, but you knew everything that was going on. I knew mostly everything because as the mm-hmm. story unfolds, there there is a little wrinkle here that I'm like, yeah. yeah. But but you know, so this this has to do with with camera setups. But I went there in August, trying to kind of mm-hmm. doing like setting up the cameras. I'm setting them yep. up and I'm getting them ready. It's a big to do. I mean, it takes me. I think I have close to six hours in setting up these cameras at dad's and it's not just walk up to a tree and put it up there. It's, I got to check. I got to check connectivity between these cameras. I got to check cell service. I want to, I don't want to be like, Hey, it's, uh, 
just about prime time. I got to go in and screw with these cameras. I want them done. I want them working and I have to do it. And it's in the miserable heat in August mix of rain and mosquitoes. And, but anyways, the, the thing I also did in August was I checked this, this shooting house uh, as much as I hate that word for, for bees. Bees are a big thing as we've talked Mm -hmm. a lot recently with Vance. Um, (laughs) But I also put out some decon mouse poison stuff. And and I, I bought all this online. You know, it's like a three-pack in, in a bundle, and I got like three or ten packs of these things. It was a good price. And they're like little white housings, and you look in there, and there's a little chunk of, you know, maybe half-inch, half-inch, half-inch of poison. But it's I went with this one because I'm like, I don't want to just throw out rat poison. And then, you know, whatever, I have yeah. a skunk come in there and eat it and die. And this yeah. is small, like a mouse, maybe a rat could get in. So I'm not like poisoning the world. I'm I'm, try- I'm poisoning these animals, but I'm trying not to, I'm trying to Poison do it everything. ethically. Yeah. 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 So I put two of them in this stand and one in another Contr- stand. Controlled poison. Yes. You know, <laughs> if that earns any brownie points. Um, so I, I put that out because I'm like, this place always has a smell of, of, of like mouse urine and it just, it, it is what it is because they live there. Who wouldn't want to live there? Do you want to live in a snowbank or in yeah. what would be the equivalent of a, a 40,000 square foot mansion? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead for, for this mouse poison thing because I talked about it so much. I got, I got in the stand Saturday. I'm like, ah, time for, uh, doesn't smell bad in here. I'm like, yeah, this poison must have worked. So I picked up the little container. On the instructions, it says, you know it's working when there's a couple nibble marks on it. Like, And then like it'll stop. And then you're like, oh, you know they're done when there's like yeah. all the poisons. All the poison's yeah. gone. Everything yeah. is gone. And I'm like, man, <laughs> this, this is like, you know, I just hope carpet bombed this place. I hope I'm not killing the deer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting in the stand thinking that there's no mice and I heard mice and I look up and there's a train of six of them, two adults and four babies walking on the raptor. And I'm like, what the heck? Incredible. I, I've killed everyone in your family tree. <laughs> yeah. So I got to take more mouse poison out. And you, and you have a mouse parade. It was the, I watched an adult and like this, mm-hmm. this was like in a line of like twelve inches. An adult, a baby, a baby, a baby, an adult. The the last adult, as it was walking by, turned around, ran back, grabbed another little mouse in its mouth, and ran after the thing. <laughs> I'm like, well, I kind of feel bad, but I'm gonna kill you guys. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, they're 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 living the high life. They're in a luxury we hotel. Our number, they took a number just like at the deli. We were number 70 to get in line for this place. They just happened to hit it when the poison ran yeah. out. Poison ran out. They all died. Yeah. They're not really hurting anything. I just don't want them there. No, no, no. I mean, they, so Andy and I talked about this a little bit the other night because that was a big highlight of my daughter and I's hunt. We went in there and there was a mouse in the, in the shooting hut mm-hmm. and, uh, I could see it up in the corner. We kept hearing the squeaking. I said, it's either a mouse or a bat, Kara. I don't know what it is. I shined a light. We could see it's a lies. And then it, we watched it come out. 
walked across the side, just like you said. Now, this is just one. And I have where I open my, I pull my windows out. I have uh, like camouflage, like skirting drapes. We'll call them drapes. Yeah, curtains. But yeah, curtains. They're not uh, very fancy. Believe me, it's just a piece of camouflage mesh. But I guess when I was in there turkey hunting on the far right-hand side, I had one pulled up so I could see out that back corner. I never put it down. So let's call it, it looks like it creates a hammock. Okay. So it's, it's, and my daughter is really watching this mouse and taking pictures of him, getting close-ups. And and she's like, dad, can I, can I pet him? Can I touch him? I'm like, no, 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 leave the mouse alone. It'll probably bite you. I don't know. It's a wild mouse. That is the last thing you want going (laughs) through your skin. Yeah. Do not touch this thing. Yeah. Anyhow, and then it runs, and then we watch it walking around the stand, and it gets in. She said, and now this is right behind her head. It was where this hammock thing is. She's like, Dad, it's in, it's, it's right here. I can tell. And we pull it back, and sure enough, it has a, has a nest built in this little hammock. <clears throat> Does this hammock, is it able to swing, like, ever so slightly? It, it, it was swinging. She said, Dad, he's, it's in there. Look. And you could see it like swinging back and forth a little bit. And out of nowhere, that thing did all its chirping and squeaking or whatever the mice do. And it runs over there. It crawls up. It gets all bundled up. We watch it. It gets into the uh, uh, it had little pieces of carpet up there filled up and it crawled in there and totally went to sleep for about maybe two hours late in the afternoon. Then in the evening. It got up again, came back out, took a little rest in its hammock. I mean, this thing is really living a good life. It's living an exceptional life. Yeah. <laughs> the unfortunate yeah. thing is you probably should get it out of there. I, I know. I know. And I was going to get rid of it, but uh, I haven't been back to that stand yet because Kara's already named him Sylvester. And uh, after the cat? To, yeah, I, don't, I guess. <laughs> Suffer and succotash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was gonna get the nest out of there, but she's like, she doesn't want me to. But yeah, when we were folding it up at the end of the night, I saw him jump out the window and run off and do his mouse thing. He jumped out the one window and took off through the grass. For all I know, a hawk or an owl got him that night. He might be gone. Right. I mean, they they don't really have a long life expectancy. No, no. no. But fun stuff. Yeah. When when I was exiting my stand. I open up the door and I, I, I like look down to make sure I'm not going to hit my boot or anything. I'm trying to be halfway quiet. I don't know if it was part of the same mouse parade that I had, but there was a mouse sitting there and it like got on its hind legs and looked at me. It didn't run when I opened the door. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing in my place? <laughs> yeah. I, I, if it wasn't going to be a mess, the thought flashed through my head, just stomp them, stomp them like yeah. a bug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not anti-mouse. <laughs> I'm just Mm-mm. not in my house. No, they just make a mess. Yeah, make a mess. They stink, like you said. Oh, gosh. And, and you know, I don't know how much disease they actually transmit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you'd have to think that there's some amount because obviously, like, the plague was really bad for Europe. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I guess if there's no disease to transmit, they're not really transmitting disease. But I still, I, I, I don't. No, no. They largely leave me alone. Yeah. If they're there, yeah. I can share the space with them. If they but like try not, to get cuddly with me, yeah, it's not comfortable. But you had to get a kick out of the whole parade. Of I I I, I laughed and shook my head. I'm just like, <laughs> like I got I took care of you guys. <laughs> right. 
Uh, yeah, they get too close. I'm gonna fastball mm. right into the wall. Mm. That, that's that's how quick this is gonna end. Yeah, yeah. And there's one winner, and it will be me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So, anyways, getting back to the cell cam stuff, it. I I I'm not. I don't care how people hunt. I I really don't. I'm just gonna go off and say that. I mean, if if your state is a non-bait legal state. And you have to bait your deer to shoot them. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If you need to use a weapon that's illegal, again, I don't care. It's it's life is too short for me to worry about everybody else. Mm-hmm. And you know where where I'm going with this is there's a little bit of a fine line here with some of the people that have a trail camera set up to send photos instantly. Me, mm-hmm. I don't care. You, if if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do, by all means, go mm-hmm. for it. And it is very helpful to, um, you know, have like instantaneous knowledge of what's coming and what's, you know, maybe going or what's not coming. Um, I don't have my camera set up that way. And I'll just give a real quick thing. So my cameras are set up to where every six hours, every whether it's 12 or six, there's four times a day. 12 and 6 that the the hour hand hits that I get an update on all my cameras. So the other way that I would get updates is when a network of my cameras has 15 photos that it took. So I could get a say 6 p.m. update and there's eight photos on it. So but so I know between the hours of let's just say noon and 6 p.m. there were eight pictures taken. By having it at at those hours, it's a way for me to know the cameras are working, I'm communicating, things are running smoothly. So you can head off Mm -hmm. a problem fairly quick. But when you do like the batch, like I do a batch 15, I might get an update, let's just say it's 6.15 of eight photos. But maybe by 7 o'clock, I get another 15 photos because that's when the deer are moving and the cameras are firing. So I'm guaranteed to get four updates a day. I don't opt for instantaneous it doesn't it doesn't matter to me that much i'm going to say this is a hybrid model of the people that really need instantaneous stuff and the todd model of what's it matter that there's there's luck that you can't overcome Uh so for me i like to have it i like to know my stuff's working the great thing about these cells as like we've already talked about is the lack of intrusion it used to be prior to me going sell, which is, I think this is my fourth year, third or fourth, I, somewhere around in there. I lost count. It's not important. I always had this thing the Thursday before the Saturday opener in Pennsylvania. It's always a Saturday opener. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense to have a calendar date opener, but this is just Pennsylvania. So sometimes yeah. it's late September. Sometimes it's, you know, like the Early October, the 5th yeah. of October, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. in that realm. And, The Thursday before the opener, I always made it a point to go check all my trail cameras. Uh And I didn't know any different. I thought this was giving me the most recent information, a day to have the woods cool off, and then try to kill them on Saturday. And I'm not saying that that doesn't work because it happened in 2015, but it's not your best. Statistically speaking, that's going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. But that's what I used to do, and I'm sure it, yeah. it jacked up the woods because I'm all over the place pulling whatever what could be, 
you know, 15, 15 cards. Yeah. That, that's not good. So anyways, where I'm getting at here is I got all these cameras. I got a lot more cameras out now than I used to. I have them set up in different spots than I'm what I used to do. And I've, I've adjusted my model of doing, of, of, of running these cameras. I have some spots that I'm like, I'm going to try something and I want to see if this works. And then I have spots where I'm like, I really want to know what's going on in there, but it's not going to change my life. And I don't have any cameras. So I have spots, big giant voids that I'm like, I'm okay. Not knowing. And then I have spots like I like this crossing. And then I have spots like I'm going to try to do a deer drive or I call them camera drives. And I'll talk about that. more. (laughs) The, um, so it's not hard when when you're watching. I, I have my biggest food plot out at Dad's has zero cameras on it. There is not a camera watching our biggest food plot. I have no idea what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Just I don't. Yeah. Some of my smaller smaller ones, like happen to be where I'm hunting. I have one, two, three watching this watching this piece. Um, four. Correction three, it's three, and um, I I did like a, what I'm calling this camera drive. So there's overwhelming evidence that there are some deer that will avoid cameras. They hear a click, they see a plastic box, they know it's not something ain't right. I put most of my cameras very high to minimize this, but it's not perfect. You still have something man-made with electricity in it doing things. You put it high and then tilt it down. Tilt it down. I have okay. I have yeah. a I have a worse area of detection, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I will give up photos for stealth. Okay. I mean, obviously, if I was yep. worried if I was worrying about stealth completely, I wouldn't have the cameras out there. No. But mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I have them high. I mean, some of these ones I'm standing on a bucket on my tippy toes to get down. It also helps if you have a trespasser that's going to steal everything of yours. Most people aren't looking that high up in trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there are some that are down low, and I did put some of these down low in obvious spots, especially in this food plot, because there is the way that this, this where my typical opening night sit is, this is, it's, it's, it's on a field edge. This field edge, let's just let's just say this field is eight to ten acres and it's in a rectangle shape. It's not a perfect rectangle, but for the description, it's a rectangle. Mm-hmm. And on its northern boundary is a road. Its eastern boundary is the property line to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Its southern boundary is a creek bottom hemlock. I guess you just pretty much call it a creek bottom hemlock. A small creek. Yeah. We're not we're talking like when it's gushing. I might be able to get a good running start and jump over it still. So one of those creeks. Um, mm-hmm. And then on its western boundary is more hemlock in a ravine. And this field, so I'm hunting, if you're, if you're, if you're keeping the, the uh, compass correct, I'm hunting on the western line almost, let's just say, three-quarters of the way south. And it's there's some topography going on in that corner of this field. There's actually like a double step down. It, so from like the field where the the main body of the field, 
the farmer, we have a farmer that has lease on it. He has corn in there this year. Then it probably falls, I'm going to guess, 20 feet on, you know, a hill. It's not straight down. And then it kind of tapers out flat. It flattens off. I don't want to call it a plateau, but it's just like like a bench on this hill. Uh, and that bench might be 30 feet of, of what is flatter ground. And then it falls down again into the creek bottom. And that might be another, let's just say, eight feet of elevation change there. So it's growing up when I had dirt bikes there, this was a really fun hill to just shoot off oh, the I'm top sure. of it or try <laughs> yeah. to jump up it. Yeah. yeah, You'd never really get anywhere, but it was a lot of fun. So, and then I planted where, where my shooting house is, it's tucked in tight to that Western, uh, tree line. It, it's thick enough to where I can't see into the woods, which is something I really like. I like to have a shooting house that I'm looking like at max 180 degrees, but more like 90 degrees of vision. Because if you're tucked in tight and you have to watch like one window, you see less, but you're concentrated more. Yeah. Yep. I, I like not having to keep spinning around in a circle. On those stand sites, you tend to, oh, you, yeah. you're looking around because they could come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, I sit like this and my peripheral vision's catching almost everything that's going to happen, you, you tend to stay still longer and you can scan with more detail. But anyways... So I really can't see anything out the western facing window except trees, hemlocks, and whatever else there is. And my far shot is going to be how they enter the main entry into this food plot on the creek bottom is like 80 yards away. Well, talking about these cameras and doing a camera drive, I loaded that far and heavy with cameras. I have two really close, very obvious some people might not think that that's heavy, but these cameras literally, when they take pictures, you can almost see see the cameras at it, like in yeah. the photos. The purpose of this is, as we've talked about, some deer will avoid cameras. They'll get clicked one or two times, you know, a photo taken. Then they will maybe not leave the area, but use it differently. Skirt it. Yeah. Skirt it. They'll go around it. Yep. And yep. when they used to come out in this field, they would hang out in that far corner probably because it's the closest to cover the way this, like it's not a perfect rectangle. As I said, there's a nice little inside corner right there. They come Mm -hmm. out there, they exit there. It is the perfect spot to come out. And if you got good food there, why walk into the middle of the plot? And the plot's probably better part of an acre, but not two. So let's just call it an acre and a half, but it has some nice topography to it. As I described, I have an upper level. I have two side Hills. I got a lower bottom. Oh, it's a great, it's a great stand. I've hunted there twice. And you've killed deer. I've got deer both times. And my dad got one too. Yeah. It's, it's not a favorite among gun hunters, mainly because you don't see a whole lot. No. As compared to some of the other sites. But so I, I loaded that far side heavy thinking that if the deer's going to come in, all right, it takes my picture, but I'm going to get away from this. And it might push them another 15 yards, 20 yards closer to me. Well, now mm-hmm. guess what? We're cooking with gas. Now you're in range. Now I'm getting, in range. They, they set up and yeah. start eating and do whatever. They start meandering. You know, 50 yards is not an ideal shot for me. I will take it if necessary. 
only under ideal conditions. Again, if you want to go and shoot 100 yards at a deer with your bow, I don't care. Um, but so I, I kind of have this set up to do this camera drive. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm going to, I'm going to rewind back. So this is kind of the setup that I got, uh, on, on the food plot and the, in the tower last year, I'm sure we talked about a buck that he, he was not Pennsylvania legal. His name, we named him can opener for his one funny antler. It was, you could almost call it like a, not in the, not in the standard antler terms of a crab claw, but it had like a straight spike come up and then like a, like a beam that kind of come up and curled and it looked like anyone. What's that? I would definitely call it like a, a, like a second main beam. That's what that looks like. Yeah. And it was not an impressive buck antler wise, but he, he just had a bigger body. His rack did not match his body. Very mm-hmm. oddly mismatched. And I would always, and I, full disclaimer, I am not good at aging a deer. I can tell you what a year and a half old looks like, but when you start stacking a two, three, four-year-old, five-year-old together, in our area, it is very difficult to sometimes pick out what's a two, a three, or a four. Yeah. As we don't have the tendency to throw gigantic racks and have yeah. deer that are at an age to where you can pick out characteristics year to year to year. Yeah. Yeah. When you're is, getting into the, he, he's six now, he's got a saggy belly and right. saggy and his, back. His, his neck yeah. flows in more tapered. <laughs> they look the this, same to me too. And yeah. When you're they thro- look like nice big bucks when they have a big rack like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just how it's where we're at. And it's, yep. so we, we tend to get excited over deer that aren't even looked at in other parts, you know, in other parts of the U S which is mm-hmm. fine. It's still that you get excited for what's around you. And I'm like, you know, I saw this deer four times last year while hunting. Dad saw him two times. One of the times that I saw him, my wife was behind the gun. Now I, I had to say, Hey, that's can opener. Don't shoot him. He just had that funny side. Fast forward. Uh, to this summer, you know, as deer started growing their velvet, you know, I had, I've always keep some cameras out. I don't keep the cell service running. I just, I'll go pull the card, you know, every month or two months. Not that, try not to get too worked up over that stuff. And, you know, I go pull and I'm like, Hey, look at this funny deer. And in fact, I didn't even pick up on it. Um, I sent the pictures to a good friend of mine and he's like, that's your buck can opener. And I felt yeah. so stupid. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. How could I how could I have missed that? <laughs> but I am not good from one year to the other because I kind of write it mm-hmm. off as, hey, I think all the bucks get shot and then all the good bucks mm-hmm. this year are two year olds, and you just can't pin a two year old to a one year old off of racks because they they're just so different unless you have like a cut in the ear or something something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't say that that's I there's nothing I say that could could say otherwise that has to be him from last year and with all the photos of in 2020 of can opener he he was on dads even you know as we sparingly hunt it we hunt as smart as we can hunt during archery but rifle season you know when you're getting people in and out to knock down doe you you put some human pressure on it but yeah. he was he was always somehow around. Every time I got the cards, maybe not every day he was there. This was his home. 
and you know it okay whatever well come summer you know and here he is i got him growing again i'm like well this is interesting as summer progressed his can opener he he became very legal not only yeah. on the the non weird side but also on the weird side yeah the weird side he has a nice brow tine and a little a little split like a little spork we had a yeah. buck last year named Spork, but this is not Spork. Um, a little a little fork with legal two legal points. And then you got this main beam that kind of comes out the back of that antler that wraps around with this this beard, big, weird main, like more of a shape of a main beam. Absolutely, yeah. But The other one's more like just the brow time. That's it, like it's like a triple brow yeah. time. It, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so it, it he was unique, and he was very easy to spot the whole – Every time I pull the camera, he was not the biggest inch-wise rack we had running around. But that's okay. You know, oh. I, I had a buck that was starting to grow. I had him in, like, June, July that I'm like, this guy's going to be special. Disappeared. Did he get hit by a car? Yeah. Did he get – I don't want to say yeah. he got poached because he wasn't even near his potential. He was just starting to curl. Like, his manes were starting to go. But when you have, like – like a triple main beam, uh, triple brow tine growing. You're like, hey, yeah. this is this is not a, his second rack that he's grown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we we have that kind of stuff going on. So I, I have an inventory building up of just normal deer. You know, sometimes you get a weird one and he's gone, and you know they travel around, they do what deer do. But can opener was consistent all all summer long. He he moved from like one side of the farm to the other, which really isn't all that much. It's not that much, but he kind of centered his home later in August towards this food plot that I would, I typically hunt the opening day. He, he became so consistent. Uh, and, and I, I, I started getting excited because, you know, you see these magazine articles and you see the videos and the TV shows about, yeah, we've been watching this buck for whatever, 50 years. And this thing's only yeah. getting bigger. <laughs> stupid stuff but this is like the first time i can honestly be like this has to be the same deer i'm like hey i got this stuff actually plays out like i'm looking at these other bucks i'm like you know some of these other eights nines and tens that we have running around more than likely last year they were had to be there last year or close to it yeah yep and you don't know you need to have like the proof you're like hey this is actually one that proves out that he likes it here he moved away Mm -hmm. in the winter Mm-hmm. He wintered somewhere else, but then he came back when he started growing his rack. The, 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 but that unique one is the one you can really, that gives you confidence in, in looking and saying, okay, so this could be that deer. I see a lot of times it's really hard to say, just like you said, about a, a cut in their ear. Well, how about, how about when we were hunting there? Was it three years ago, Andy, when my dad and I were hunting, we shot her and you shot that, you shot a buck mm-hmm. with your gun. Yeah. You could, with that Saturday and I went to get it with you and we tracked it a little bit. We found it and you're looking at so many pictures, but I was like, you, you picked up, you called him. Yeah. I was like, that's a curl. Look at the, look at the broad times. You called him curls or something. Yeah. I I think, yeah, something, something like that. that. He wasn't, he wasn't like an extremely notable buck antler wise. No, No, he was, he was good, but. But in, in velvet, you could really see that big curl. Both those brow tines curled to the front. And I was like, that's 
that's that buck a picture and, of that deer and you were like i i think it took you like till the next day you was like god that's that buck yeah it, it's <laughs> yeah so that's that one <laughs> yeah. i enjoy yeah. the names yeah. Just just for simple recognition. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to go catch old Charlie today or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. to to quickly identify. But, yeah, it was it, – it, I don't know why, but I look at this and I'm like, how come I didn't recognize that? But it's also not like I have to go and post this. Like, hey, finally, you know, he took oh, a got, dirt yeah, nap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched him all summer. No, I, I paid attention to him. I gave him a cute little name. And mm-hmm. in the moment – I'm not looking at the rack, so it it yeah. doesn't matter. So. Yeah. Yep. So the the as we started to approach, I was getting can opener. I almost want to say like 19 out of 20 days hitting a camera coming into this food plot in very much daylight, very much daylight. And I'm like, ah, this is going to break down any day now. And you know, as we're creeping <laughs> up on the season. I think it was He's the, gonna change his pattern, yeah. Well, and it they they do they break down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, we're gonna see. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. I'm you know I'm gonna have a fun season. Yeah. Everything yeah. we got rain. The food plots are looking good. The forest is regenerating. You know we got every year it's getting better. We, we we're getting smarter. It's gonna be a good season. So I, I'm gonna go out and see what happens. You know, looking at the long range, we're going to get some heat. You know, how am I going to sit here and say, you know, hey, I know we waited this whole time, but let's let's not blow up our spots while the weather's crappy. You know, and I'm sitting here, yeah, yeah, all this stuff because I'm hunting for me, but I'm also helping my father and my wife. And I, my mm-hmm. my daughter says she wants to do it, but that's a whole other story. And the um, so I'm I'm like. I'm juggling a whole bunch of plates in the air. Like, okay, do I sit in the spot where I really want to sit or do I put someone else there? You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like the guide fishing paradox. Yeah. What, what, yeah. What's the, the, the only two things can happen when the guide fishes and they're both bad. Either he catches yeah. something or he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, you can't catch him either. Well, why do you, yeah. are you really any that good? Oh, of course you caught him. I mean, it would have been mine if you yeah, let me. Yeah. 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 So anyways, I'm like, you know what? I'm looking at the weather and I'm like, Hey, we're going to have this South wind. This is perfect. I'm going to put dad here where he typically likes to near where he typically likes to hunt. We put up a new, uh, a new tower over there and, you know, he has that spot, and then I got mine, the south wind. We're, we're going to be on the fringes, but we're in good spots. This is perfect. The only thing is, is a south wind generally means warmer weather. And, you know, you, it's easy to go like, hey, these these they're not going to move. It's going to be after dark. They're going to be suppressed. Well, I got to try it. So, yeah. It was either Wednesday or Thursday before the season. My phone goes off like at three o'clock. I'm like, how did I get 15 photos? And I'm like, freaking can opener at two thirty, standing in the food plot. <laughs> and and like th- these things are easily dismissed, but they're, I mean, to some people who really pay attention, that is a huge indicator. If you're getting, it gets dark at let's just say seven, on a not cloudy day, seven twenty, seven twenty five. If you're getting a if you're getting a buck that is you know three four years old, like at six o'clock in a food plot, when it gets dark at whatever seven something, yeah, 
you know that that deer has to be bedding close. Oh, but, yeah. But when you're like 2.38 in the afternoon and you're sitting here eating, and I have 10 photos of you just sitting here mowing down, man, you <laughs> literally could be sleeping under my tower. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, well, here, here we go. And I'm not going to lie. Going into Saturday, th- th- there was th- there was a level of pressure because there's you know the the people that are in the text you know I have like one person that I text a lot of photos to two mm-hmm. for hunting on opening mm-hmm. day they're they kind of like you're gonna have a really good shot at this buck and I'm like yeah we're gonna see and I'm like crap yeah. Because there's like the double nervous. There's two things that can happen and they're both bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, I'm like, well, we're going to find out, you know, whatever. So fast forward to Saturday. And if I, 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 this is where I can't lie. I had full expectation that I'm going to have an encounter with a legal buck because there were times can opener came out, but then right at last light, this is where your mind starts screwing with you. There was a bigger inched, bigger racked nine point coming out. Mm-hmm. And let's just say one out of every, let's just say, I don't know, five to 15% of the time, there was another big eight, bigger racked eight. And on occasion, probably a near Pope and Young 10 point coming out. 10 point, yes. Some and pictures of him. He's beautiful deer. So mm-hmm. now I'm faced with this dilemma. If I have a lesser sized rack, unproportionately big body deer come out that I've had history with has really cool, a really cool story. He comes out early mm-hmm. of the four deer that have come out within three days of the season. You know, I'm thinking of this like Friday and Saturday. We're talking like, a handful of days before the season, I've had all four of these deer granted. Three of them are borderline daylight or shooting light. I should say, you know, what do you do when, when, if you have can opener come in front of you and I made up my mind, I'm like, I'm hunting this fully expecting to see him. He's a Buckeye of history. I'm shooting him (laughs) that you have to make a decision. You can't go in it willy nilly. And, uh, I said, that's, that's him. I'm, I, I know I'm going to have a, if I don't, if I don't see him on Saturday, I think I'm going to have a shot at him on, there's no hunting on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I, I, Mm -hmm. I completely convinced I'm going to have a crack at this deer. Yeah. I don't want to tell people that because they're going to, you know, you, you, you're wrong and you're like, yeah, I just suck. You know, you got to sit there and humble pie. (laughs) So. I have a game plan. I gave dad his game plan. Listen, this is how we're going to enter it. This is how we're going to do this. I said, you know, we're going to be texting back and forth throughout the night. And um, he's actually in a historical spot that sees on average two times as many deer as I do. And anything can happen because he has no cameras watching his plot. So I give him the instructions, you know, like, hey, you know, some of this stuff. I'm like, if when you're done when it's hunting done, you stay in there. I'm going to hop on the, the, the diesel side by side, and I'm going to drive down and get you because the destination food source is what you're walking through. And I'd rather scare him off with the diesel than a human mm-hmm. walking. So we have some plans to get out and whatever. So fast forward, 
I sneak into the stand as best I can. And, you know, as I'm walking along this field edge, I, I, I wanted to kind of walk down half of the, half the side of a ravine to kind of side hill this in because I didn't want to be up on the walking trail. The deer are using it because we mow it. So you have a ravine to your right, a flat that's big enough to drive a truck or two down, and then you have a standing cornfield. So whatever that is, 30, 40 feet wide, you have like a grass trail going to this food plot, hidden from the road, hidden from anybody. I didn't want to walk down that because I'm worried about my scent. Well, I couldn't get off that side of that hill as as good as I wanted because I didn't clean the trail out, and it's, it's all my fault. I didn't prep it. So I, I walked as best I could. I get to where I could peek over the hill into the food plot, and wouldn't you know it, there's two deer already in it at 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, great. This is how I'm going to start the day. So I, I creep around as best I can. I finally get over the side of the hill. I walk in and screw with a combination lock while holding all my gadgets that we talked about. I get in. I don't spook them. And I'm talking like one of them's 20 yards away. The other might be 35, 40. Didn't spook them. I'm like, okay, cool. All the windows are in. And I'm just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill out. I'm going to try to cool off. Like Todd, I was sweating. The longest, slowest walk I ever did to get into a stand. Because <laughs> I'm fully convinced can opener is... Very, he's right there. He's within rifle range. I just can't he's see him. Watching you, yeah. He's he's possibly watching you. He, very, he yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I could have bumped <laughs> yeah. him trying to get in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, these these two deer kind of work their way over. They're upwind of me. They are to my south with a south wind. That mama doe. I don't know what happened. She looked right up at the blind, stomped, and started blowing. And I'm like, how is this possible? I'm like, I did everything I could. And I'm not going to break this down because we're, I don't yeah. want it to have it be a two hour show, but, and she's one of these doe. She ran off into the woods with her baby and then she stopped, stomped and started blowing some more. And I'm like, just shut up and leave. Okay. Yeah. I gave you, I should have shot you when I had the chance. That's, that's, yeah. That's what the doe tags for right there. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not very often I get busted and get busted in a tower. But there was something. All the windows were in. I'm not saying it's airtight, but something something mm-hmm. weird had to have happened because she was upwind. But she looked right at the tower. <laughs> and, and there's tinted windows. She's not seeing me. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. So anyways, some time passes, and then I hear crashing. So by now I, I have the setup. I have the windows in that I, that I want in. I have the windows out. I'm like, I'm anticipating he was here yesterday at 6 o'clock. He came out here. I'm setting everything up. And I, okay, I just got to wait for him. Here crashing in the corn. And uh, a refresher here on, on how we talk about the, the hunting stands and blinds. In the in the hunting, the, the shooting houses, when you walk through the door, and like once you walk through the door and close it, the window that you're facing opposite of the door, that's always 12 o'clock. So the door is 6 o'clock. Your right is 3 o'clock. It's a clock face, Okay. So out my nine o'clock window, I have no shot out three o'clock, my six o'clock, everything's boarded up because I, I did not want my scent to blow through the stand. I wanted it to be whatever blocked up, but, um, half the windows are in the 12 o'clock window. Half the windows are in the nine o'clock window, half the panes. We, we have panes that we can take in and out Mm -hmm. or slide for, you know, not everyone sees. 
out the nine o'clock, I hear stuff at like a hundred, 120 yards in the corn. Like I'm like, Oh, something's coming. And out bounds a doe stops, not in the food plot. She bounds out. She looks right at the blind, starts stomping and blowing. And I'm like, I'm done. I suck. How is, how is a deer upwind smelling me? And how is a deer parallel to me smelling me? They're just picking, yeah. And it's not like I'm making noise. I'm sitting down in these comfy old, like a passenger yeah. bus chair. Yeah. Like these yes. are very yeah. comfortable, silent. They're screwed down to the floor. There's You're no doing squeaking. Nothing. No. And I'm like, is this is about it. And I'm, you know, I'm texting, <laughs> texting my buddy. He goes, listen, here's my advice. Get out now. And I'm like, abort. <laughs> and I'm some, like, go somewhere else. <laughs> like, but where else can I? I'm here. Mm, I'm going to stick this mm. one out. I'm going to ride this rocket into the ground. And then, <laughs> and then, like right next, like right at twelve o'clock, you know, sometime like a few minutes later, ten minutes later, I don't even know how time flies, but boom, right where that doe blew at me, the first one at, at the twelve o'clock window, I look out and I'm like, "There's a doe standing right there," and it's just eating, doing whatever for I don't know five or ten minutes, eats right in front of me where I got busted. It turns around and just walks right back into where it came from. It came from mm-hmm. it came from my right, so from the right, fed out to the left in front of me, and went right back in. Wow, okay. And then I hear some noise and stuff like that, and you know, I don't know, five ten minutes later, out comes a doe. I'm like, hey, look at that. Do I count this one twice? Do I notice this the same doe or not? And you know, so I, I have no idea. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to count it, count it again. You know, you you got to. I can't tell does apart that much unless there's, like I said, a nick in the ear or something. I'm like, yeah, more than likely it's the same doe. And I see a little bit of antler coming through, like as the, the branches are breaking from the brush. I'm like, Hey, here we go. You know, I get up and I get ready and it's a little four point. I'm like, okay, well maybe behind him. I'm like, it's getting to be time. He should be getting on his feet and they feed from my right to my left, kind of quartering away to the main entry and exit into this plot to where my camera drive is. And I get pictures of them entering in the woods. I'm like, Hey, that's cool. They didn't spook. Maybe things aren't all that bad. I don't know. Sometime later I catch, catch movement out the nine o'clock window and I see a doe coming up out of the hemlocks that are out, out there. I'm like, Hey, look at that. There's another doe. I wonder if it's the same doe I just seen. And then there's a little four point come up. I'm like, Oh yeah, they got in there. They did whatever they came back at. They came out over here why i don't know i catch a little movement i don't know 30 40 yards behind them like hey there's another deer so i pull out the binos and these two deer just in like just into the field enough to where i could shoot them with a rifle but they're way too far out and here feeding out behind them is can opener and i'm like i'll be danged that one time (laughs) out of 20 he yeah. avoided all the cameras. I mean, he could have <laughs> and came out over there. So literally he could have been 20 out of 20 days. Yeah. And I'm like, there he is. Eh, range find 77 yards away there. There's no shot here. I, I'm just going to sit back and watch him. And the longer he was out there, I'm not going to say, you know, there wasn't the nerve starting to kick in. Cause I'm sitting, there, I'm like, this is the guy that I know was here. He was, he was a target of mine coming in here and there he is feeding from my right to left and he goes into the corn well game over he's he's where he wants to be for the night yeah yeah and you know i'm sitting there and i'm watching 
as these corn stalks start shaking from him ripping off the corn to eat it or whatever he does, eats it on the cob there, they're progressively getting further away. Uh, okay, whatever. All right. Next up, I got the Big Ten. I got Fish Hook. Who's next coming yep. out? You know, I'm like changing my direction. Just in my scans, 20 minutes later, I don't even know, I look, I'm like, there's a deer right coming out of the, pull up the binos. There's can opener. He came back. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. You know, and he's 90 yards away at this point. So he's probably closer to the eight o'clock mark if if we're doing the clock thing. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. this is starting to get scary. I had a deer blow there and, you know, he's, he's playing around, you know, doing whatever in and out of some, some brushy stuff, not really brush, taller grasses, I should say. In all honesty, it's a failed corn plot that there's some like, I don't even know what it is, foxtail <laughs> growing in there. And I'm getting glimpses of a deer now and then. It could be the doe, could be the four point, could be him. Dilly dinking around, whatever, for a long time. And eventually he works his way to probably seven o'clock. And he's he's at this corner of my failed corn, my food plot, and the egg corn. And He's uphill of me now, and he's getting dangerously close to my wind. I don't have I have a I have at times a clear shot. He's he's wide open. There's nothing in between us, except the windows I never took out <laughs> to be <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and like okay, what the heck? And you know, I had just come off of the nerves. It's not like I'm sitting here shaking, but your belly gets the butterflies, mm-hmm. and. I'm like, man, if he walks that edge, he's going to come down at 30 yards broadside and I'm going to smoke him. If he goes over to this pear tree, that's like oddly out of place in the middle of this food plot. Did you have any, at any point, did you say, I'm going to try to crack that window? Not yet, but yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm looking at him and he's standing on top of this hill. Now this hill has... I know where he's at. 30 feet elevation over the bottom. Yep. And yep. He's, he's scanning. He's not looking at the hut. He's scanning, mm-hmm. and he's, he's, he's a scanning long the yeah. time. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and, and I'm admiring him for this because he's, he's the king. In this yeah. area, he's the king. He's the king, yes. Rack size out the window. His body yeah. trumped all of the other bucks in this area. This mm-hmm. is his home. He's guarding it. He's looking to see if any deer are going to come out. Had a deer came out in that bottom, I'm convinced he would have started walking down there. Doe, yeah, buck, yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how far? He's probably, what, 35 yards at that point. I'm going to, I didn't hit him with, I tried to hit him with the rangefinder, but it won't go through the windows. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not about to stick my head out and say peekaboo. Mm-hmm. I just know he has to hit here. And I made up my mind yeah, saying, yeah. I'm not going to do anything dumb. Yeah, yeah. He's I, I, if I if I would have put I would have put forty forty five yards but ir- okay. irrelevant yep. I'm just like yep. I need yep. him here and he starts walking down that line and I'm like this is gonna happen and I get <laughs> reset up and then he turns left and goes back into the failed corn and mm-hmm. works his way back around up to that top point and then the doe and the four point come out of the corn I didn't know they went into the egg corn but they came back in the corn and he oh okay here we go and he here's some friends and he starts eating with them and there he's working closer to six o'clock. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
and he gets to the six o'clock with the dough. The dough's eating. It's it's the dough on the left, him, and then the four point. And I like mm-hmm. turn around and I'm like, okay, I wish I had a rifle. He's <laughs> he's probably 35, 40 yards now as he he has gotten closer to me, and he's up on this hill. And I'm like, he's broadside. His head's down. If you're gonna do it, go for it. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta move this thing around. <laughs> You know, you yeah, start thinking yeah. dumb oh, stuff. Yeah. And because if I crack this window and I get a gust, I have a straight breeze through right to his nose. Mm-hmm. And the way that the window overlapped, like our, like on the edge of the of the door, the window frame, I got my hand there and I'm like, these windows normally make a loud crack sound they when they first start sliding. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like yep. taking my, my, my hand and I, I got my finger on the edge of it and I'm like, rotating my wrist ever like I have power but it's slow <laughs> I moved it about an inch and I'm like he's gonna see me and I'm like it's not it's not in the cards just it's gonna <laughs> ride it up the yeah, that yeah, little yeah. that little buck did something like he took a quick step that doe got all nutsy nervous from that quick step it's almost like they weren't dogging her but they had interest mm-hmm. in her he took mm-hmm. a step the doe took a step he took a step and the next thing you know they all took off running the best thing that probably could have happened to me because they sprinted over my access trail. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, good. If he's gone, he's gone. I can get out of here. Not worrying about bumping him. Then I'm like, okay, here we go. Couple things. I hate and love hunting the early season. I love it because you have the predictability and food sources are pretty predictable. I also hate food sources because you can get trapped and you can just like have long sections of not moving, just butt clenching. Like, okay, deer I don't, all I don't need this yeah. deer to see me because the yeah, one I want yeah, is yeah. probably going to come out the last. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the food plot's clear. Okay, good. Let's just keep it this way. Out the nine o'clock window, here comes a happy pair of baby deer and a mommy doe come running in. And I'm like, okay, stay out there 90 yards where can opener hung up for 20 minutes. Nope. Yeah. They run to 20 yards and they set up shop <laughs> to start eating. My God, come on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. she starts looking up the hill and I'm like, you know, she's at nine o'clock. She starts looking towards like the six o'clock up. I'm like, what do we got going on here? Things are starting to get dark because I'm on the wrong side of the sunset. And I'm like, oh, there's a couple deer up there. They must have came out of the corn. I'm like, well, I wonder if it was a buck, you know, whatever. I'm like trying to peek around ever so slowly, like, and my phone goes off. And my dad, his text was like, I just shot a buck. And I'm like, holy crap. How cool would it have been if I would have shot can opener? Yeah. We would have doubled. <laughs> I'm like, the phone's down. You know, I'm keeping it low. I'm trying to look at this thing. And all of a sudden, I see that that 20-yard doe just like look at me like, what? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no. The jig is up. And she does like that side head movement thing where they like, don't quite know what's going on. She caught something she didn't like, but she yeah. puts her nose up in the air and she's smelling. Then she runs down to the bottom section of the food plot, like more like 11 o'clock noonish down there. And she gets all nervous down there. Her babies don't know what's going on. She runs back up to where she was at. She's not, she's not quite ready to leave, but she's not comfortable. And, I, I then find out that those other two deer were doe and I'm like, okay, I happen to look down at the 12, 12 o'clock and I'm like, that's a big deer that just appeared out of nowhere. 
what the heck? So I pull up my binos. I can see that it's a deer. I can see its legs. I can see the silhouette. The base of the body, it's a buck, guaranteed. I don't know what buck it is. I don't know if it's legal or not, but it's a buck. Pull up the binos, and it's that perfect time where when you use binos, you can see it crystal clear, but your Mm -hmm. eyes can't. I pull up the binos. I'm like, okay, one, two, three. That's a legal buck. Yep, there's, there's the main beam. Can opener came back. So he essentially worked 360 degrees around me in Rest. an hour and a half. He <laughs> yeah. he didn't blow. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. So I pull up the the range finder. I click. It says 43. And I'm like, man, I don't I don't believe that. I click it. Click it. 43. 43. 43. I had that happening to to me too. Just playing around with. You probably use yours a lot more than I do because I'm just new to that. Usually I've been gun hunting, but I did that with some does, and I was like, is it really? 43 or 40, whatever. And it click, click, click. It kept giving me the same thing. Yeah. And, and like what, what I'm doing, I don't normally, generally, if I'm on a field edge, I try to range, but if yeah. I'm in the woods, you know, I know, time. I know this yeah. intersection is 22 yards. Yep. Yep. And you know, so the I'm like, stump is whatever you just judge from there and not even use them. Uh, I, I was clicking probably more in disbelief at the fact that he's back yeah. for a third time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he avoided the camera that was over there. He went mm-hmm. on the backside of it to enter this field. Yeah. And I'm like, at this point, I just, there was no nerves. There was no nothing. Bow in the shoulder. Okay, I'm going to put the 40 right here. And all I remember of consciously reacting was the 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 recording of the Luminoc flying and hitting. Yeah. And then a loud crack sound and a mm-hmm. Luminoc running away with the deer. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it just happened. no. <laughs> yeah, to just me, happened. yeah. <laughs> why didn't that arrow go through him? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't even know what to, you know. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, just be quiet. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, he just crashed. Or, or did yeah. he not? Or did he just like. Yeah. Climb the hill and he's he's in the next county. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So then then it turns into okay, I got phone calls to make. Dad should be like almost back to the to the barn by now. It's like it I don't know. It's beyond seven fifteen. It's not seven twenty five. I could still see completely legal shooting light. I phone dad. No answer. Okay. I gotta call Kara. I call Kara, no answer. All right. No. When there's a phone call during hunting hours and you know this person's hunting, it's one of those things you need to pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I finally get a hold of dad and I'm like, "Hey, I just shot can opener." And you know, he his his mind is 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 whirling around because he had a He's surprise. A he has a buck too. Mm. And he was having a slower day than I was. He's like, I saw a couple turkeys, a couple doe. There was a small buck. And then all of a sudden, blindsiding him right in front of him, 20 yards walking is, you know, this really nice Pennsylvania eight point. And he, he just, he, he gets it done. Just boom. Yeah. Just, yeah. just that quick. Yeah. It's over. There was no time for him to text me. Like I had an hour and a half to screw around with my deer mm-hmm. watching, trying to do some dumb decision stuff. Well, anyways, um, Took three phone calls. Finally, my kids answered my wife's phone, and 
I'm like, hey, I'm 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 not going to be home for dinner. We're going to have a long night. <laughs> yeah. We uh we re, re, re we go back to the pole barn. We regroup. We get some stuff figured out. We go and track Dad's deer, which just because you have a double lung pass through does not mean this thing's going to bleed like you hope mm-hmm. it does. We probably could have found Dad's blood at the impact site or very quickly thereafter. It was not easy. He shot him in a giant field, and this deer ran downhill, mm-hmm. and it took 100 yards, maybe more, to find the first speck of blood. But once we found the first speck of blood, maybe another 100 yards, but not more, it turned into a better blood trail. But the deer ran completely downhill. And mm-hmm. if you can kind of think of a deer's body, it's filling up a spot that doesn't have a spot to leak out. Yep. And he was happy. We got that. We got nice photos there. We got it taken care of. And while we were dragging it behind, you know, the RTV, um, I took one of my flashlights and I hit it up on the other side of this field. This field is kind of skinny, but very long up on this, this higher point where we have another stand and a food plot. And I saw all these eyes. I'm like, Oh, look at that. That's kind of cool. Not thinking much of it. We, we pull the deer back to the barn. We drop it off in the yard. We go to my deer. And I'm like, Oh God, you know, dad's, I don't want to say we pulled out a miracle cause we didn't. We just, it took a long time to find dad's blood. I'm like, okay, dad, let's go down here and park. I'll show you where I hit him. And you know, by this time it's dark, dark. It's probably, you know, approaching nine o'clock. And, um, get my headlamp on, get my flashlight, click it on. I'm like, well, this ain't going to be too hard. The, the best way I can describe the point of impact with this, with, with my deer, take a gallon paint can, put a half a dozen holes with a screwdriver in the bottom of it and just walk and swing it. (laughs) And I'm like, I didn't think I hit him this good because Mm -hmm. generally when you hear a loud crack in archery, you hit the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And there's a good percentage of the time that that's not lethal. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this thing's pretty bad. You know, we go, we walk out the, the main entry and exit into this food plot and keep going. I mean, it's like a walking blood trail. I've never had a deer bleed like this. And, you know, we cross the Creek, we get to the other side. He tried to make it up out of the other, out of the Creek bottom there. And he, he fell once rolled, tried to get up and he was done. And there he was opening day. double, And, uh, the story of can opener. That's good stuff. Did you get any pictures of him on any of your cameras at night? That you got him. Yes. When I was trying to slide you the did. window open at six at the six o'clock window, I had you a couple picture. pictures of him sitting there with his head down eating. Yeah. 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 Um, and you, it, it, yeah, you sent me one of him skirting you. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I that, will, that was when that happened. Yeah. I, I, I I'm excited that I got him. Oh. I, I'm going to like, Here's the thing. It's like when it's you, a double-edged thing, man. That was your buddy. That, I mean, we, that's where I was going with this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because that's been two years. This is the this is the third year, right? Or well, I mean, second year of of knowing and recognizing him because yeah. I had really odd, good odd photos point. of him. October sixteenth, I was taking photos in that exact stand. He had two other small bucks with him, and he yeah. he came he he gave me perfect shots. He wasn't mm-hmm. legal then, but it mm-hmm. was just, it was perfect. It was neat to watch him. Dad watched yeah. him. I watched him. And it's, it, I wish there would have been a way that I could have somehow taken something and not killed him. 
Mm-hmm. There, there is a level of set because you know you think about yeah, it. Yeah, this yeah, deer yeah. liked what we did so much; he that refused he to leave even with human intrusion. Yeah, yeah. And he was so comfortable, and he was the boss. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. And it, yeah. there's a level. I'm like, I'm a little saddened over this yeah, because yeah. On some of those other bucks that just kind of hit and miss. You know, yeah. hey, I'm going to be here once every ten days. I would rather put my tag on one of them because they weren't they weren't there. It's like that yeah, mouse yeah, in that stand. Yeah. yeah. It's the one you've been I, I've been eyeing up. I'm like growing. Yeah. You've been cropping him. You've been trying to get him to come to all the stuff you're doing and he was the one that was there and you he, he the one that him. gave me the best <laughs> feedback on everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but the last time we had a deer that that was that hook line and sinker like his mm-hmm. core area was on dad's i yep. shot him the first day in 2015 first day yep you know because when kind of just how this farm is it's not a big farm if i'm getting a buck you know leading up to the season on almost all the cameras that deer's in trouble yeah my yeah. 2015 buck was like that mm-hmm. can opener was like that there are some deer that I get like two distinct group of bucks that very few actually cross to the other side of the farm. Do not ask me why that is. Mm-hmm. It bothers me that I'm like, is there really like a divide here? Is there <laughs> some kind of terrain feature that keeps these deer separate like this? And then mm-hmm. you have a, a rebel every five or six years that says, screw it. I live on both sides of the fence. I live. The, yeah. This is my place. But no, it's really cool. Andy, I was so happy to hear you got him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 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 stoked about that, and mm-hmm. you know, so something you know something that happened, and and this is this goes to me. This this makes me feel good, Be, and and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. Knowingly picked out a deer, went through the scenarios, and said, "I know there's bigger ones." This one has deep meaning to me because mm-hmm. even though I said I don't want to shoot this deer, I would yeah. I would be heartbroken knowing the neighbor shot the deer. Yeah, 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 yeah. If anything, yeah. it belongs on my wall. We have mm-hmm. the story. We have all yeah. this cool stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, I, I totally dropped my my point here where I was going with that. Um, yeah, it's, it's oh okay uh, so. I I got then, since then, my cameras have been dog crap. I expected, we didn't really intrude into the main main property all that much. We didn't mm. get one to anything prime. Dad and I hunted the fringes. We got it done on the fringes early. Perfect. The thing, the, the property's largely unmolested from humans. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I kind of expected to have more action on the cameras. Speaking of cameras... When I talked about pulling dad's deer out, there was, and I shined that far food plot, those deer in that plot must not have liked that light, me, me hitting them with that light. They moved closer to the one camera watching that far plot. Mm-hmm. It took a picture, and I've sent you this picture, Todd, yes, of a, a nice yeah. Pennsylvania, What it could yeah. be eight, it could be the 10, I don't know. But mm-hmm. in the background... There's the headlights and the taillights of, the, of, of me the, and dad pulling his buck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And yep. then there was another buck behind him. So we have two photos of us in the background pulling this deer out. You can't see we're pulling a deer. It's it's black and yeah, white. You see the headlights. And, yeah. I am. Those photos are some of my favorite because in yeah. 2019, there was a picture. I, you know, I shot my buck in 19. I got in the stand. I worked a half a day. I got in the stand at little afternoon. I talked about this, 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 this whole hunt. But when we got the deer out and we had it in the back of dad's RTV going out, I'm standing in the bed. My buck is there. This camera, it's, this camera's high off the ground. Took a picture of me holding on. You can see the buck. Just this cool, candid, not even thinking about it, harvest photo. Yeah. I'm yeah, excited yeah, yeah. to get this camera card. But, yeah. Because for those who don't know, a cell, a cell camera, most of them typically will only send you a very reduced thumbnail image. It, it's enough to get the point across. You go to the camera and you pull the card, you have the full image, the full 5 megapixel yeah, or 20, whatever yeah, you have yeah, it. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is going to be an awesome photo that will go into all my all my little uh like some oh, of my yeah. more favorite ones the um oh I mean, hey, Andy I've only had a dare a couple of years with you guys and you guys have you've sent me two great photos of myself the one when I got the buck with the with the I, thumbs up with the I just happened to be you can't even see me no it's I just your hand by, I was like oh there's a camera and I just stuck my thumb out like thumbs up I was walking to your stand because I killed my buck and I was going to go sit with you mm -hmm. and you were explaining me how to get there. And then last year you were dragging the dough. I don't even know where that camera was. That I, was, yeah, I got my dough, but I, I mean, I know where it was because I know where I was dragging that dough up around that little knoll there. And, uh, when you sent me that, my daughter loves that picture. She, I, I said, Look, Andy got a picture of me. She's like, Dad, that's a really cool picture. <laughs> Those are some of the coolest ones. The, the, yeah, and I, I don't know when you, t I don't know when it took or anything. But, so I, yeah. I tried to throw out. I don't have any out there this year. I tried to throw out, and who knows? I might do it in rifle season. I'm like, I'm walking in, just a mm -hmm. non-cell regular strap on a tree, and just let it run for a long time, mm -hmm. and just you know, the, the the sucky thing is I did that once. I'm like, this thing's been out for four months. I can't wait. I open it up, has three photos before like it broke. And I'm like, I waited yeah. four months. <laughs> for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. If I would have just checked it once, I would have known. But yeah. Yeah. but getting back to the cameras, you know, it was like, it must have been the weather. I don't know. Like we didn't really bombard anything there. Um, but all of a sudden, the other night, a new 10 point shows up. Smaller than smaller than that one that's flirting with the Pope and Young kind of thing, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's a smaller one. And it's, I look at it, I'm like, I can, with very much certainty, say that this is a two year old. This is mm -hmm. a really beautiful ten. Mm -hmm. The the neat thing with him, he has, and it's it's not big. It's big enough to see on the photos, and I have two photos to prove it. He has a baby drop tine. All neat. And I'm like, yeah. I would really like to let this deer go two years because this yeah, deer, yeah. this deer could be something special, but in all honesty, that deer is going to die by the first Saturday and by the, by the end of the first week in rifle, 
just a beautiful. I mean, it. He might have five inch twos, threes, and like a, maybe a three inch four. You can mm-hmm. tell he's not there yet. But mm-hmm. oh, just a beautiful. And I sent that to my my one buddy. Um, his name's also Andy. He goes, that deer is going to haunt you for the rest of the season. And I I I, I came back with, and, and this is what I was talking about. I'm like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I yeah. I shot back to him, not thinking. I said, I am so completely satisfied with my deer. I don't care yeah. if there's booners running around. And I'm just like, yeah. holy crap. I am not envious of any other deer right now. I'm just mm-hmm. so happy. I mean, that means you're, yeah. So that, it, that's where you got to be with hunting. I mean, that's what, that, that that's where you got to be. You know, they always say, don't, you know, if you pass something on the first day and you really, you know, and the first day of archery and now it's gun season, you're like, I would love for that deer to come. Then maybe you shouldn't have passed them. Well, yeah, look, don't you know, pass on the first day that. you'd love on the last or something. Yep. And, and I have done it. I have, when I got into archery, I got into it like, I was always just a gun hunter, get into archery. All my friends were getting those big bucks. bow. I was like, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to practice. I went to shoots, 3d shoots and went and shot screens. And I mean, I shot like crazy. And I was like, cause, because I wanted to get a big buck mm-hmm. and I got a, I got a nice buck. Uh, I mean, it's better than a nice buck. Yeah. It's a big, it, it's a big buck for Pennsylvania. I got a big buck. Was well, that like mid one forties? Yeah, mid one forties, and then the next year, it's like first. So I'm in the same stand. First thing in the morning, this is like seven a.m. in the morning. I'm in that stand where I killed that deer the year before, and there's about a seventeen inch eight point small points, but it would be my number two buck at this point in my life, and it is standing there feeding at fifteen yards away, and I was like, I can't, I can't shoot that deer right now. It's opening morning. You know what I mean? Uh, there was a couple bigger ones around, and I didn't shoot. And at this point, really, right now, it would be the second biggest buck I ever got, and I was passing them up. But uh, you got to be happy with what you get. Yeah, and there's there, there there's that conundrum. You know, you, mm. you, you, you hit lightning once, and mm-hmm. you sometimes don't realize just how lucky you were. Yep. And, you, and plus, you have... You have guys like me coming up that if I don't have my buck tag filled, hunt does. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see that buck, it, 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 like I'm I said, I'm not going to be able to pass him. <laughs> I, 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 I get it. I understand <laughs> and, it. And you guys are good. And I always ask you, if you tell me I'm not allowed to shoot a buck, that's fine. But you guys are always like, do what you want to do. Do it. You know? Yeah. The big thing we ask is don't pass doe to, to wait for a buck. If we're, Yeah. We'll yeah. just shoot your we'll does, the and then yeah, we got the, the day. We'll, we'll tuck them in, and, I mean, I got a little wee. How many points did that buck I have? It was it was a legal six. It was six without brow tines, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was yeah. thrilled. It it was, it, and, you know, now I'm looking at this, that the 10-day forecast and what we just had this week, I'm like, Man, I shot <laughs> I'm glad I did this because I'd be pulling my hair out right now. Like, where'd all the deer go? Yeah, yeah. Where'd they go? Do I even want to go hunting? It's 80 degrees. Yeah, I got I got crap to do, but you know, it, it there's Always just stuff to do. That's great. So great, I'm, great, great story. Great. 
a buck that you this is the first time you really definitely have a tie to that deer that w- is without a deer. doubt there was mm-hmm. a chance that i had a tie with my 15 buck but there's no way of knowing just because you had yeah. a wide six point show up and rifle that this yeah. was a wide eight point the next year yeah yeah yep no way to know it yeah because they look the same so that was that was my fun and excitement dad and i doubled first time ever and uh i mean in the same day within the same hour and um yeah it was it was a great season and you know not that i think that there's any haters nor do i really give a crap they're like oh so you went out and hunted for three hours yeah but you didn't see the 300 hours in work that i put in all (laughs) summer yeah to to do all this and you know sometimes you got to earn it up front and you know it's it's one of those it, it, and that, and that, no matter how much you guys work out there, do do all that stuff. I mean, I think you know that when you say you got that that big one, fifteen, you got that nice one. Yep. It, you, you know as well as I do that that is not going to happen every year. No, but you're going to go out and get one opening day. Yeah, that is my. Yeah, that is my. Th- third buck I'm putting on the wall on opening day mm-hmm. archery. Yeah. Uh, I, I always, you know, when, when people would ask me that, you know, I don't always, I don't always talk. It's like, like with fishing, I will carry a conversation on, but I'm not going to show you. I'm not going to show you my cards until you pass a certain yeah. level. I will carry on a conversation. Oh yeah. I use a bobber and my, my secrets minnows. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not about uh-huh. to tell, tell you about this stuff, but yeah. I'll carry the conversation on for the people that I'll get in deep conversation with. I always tell them this because just of the food source of the, of the farmer renting and you know, the amount of food that I put in, but now we have the habitat to start carrying this. So right then and there, like, let, let's go back. When I say the habitat, you can have food and you can have all the bucks there in the middle of the night, but that doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. We had four legal bucks on that property three of which were really good. The fourth would have been a borderline shooter for me mm-hmm. in the same night. That's not bad yeah, for having a yeah, hundred yeah, acres yeah. with 50 yeah. of it being field. Yeah. Um, and you know, knocking down two, there could have been six or seven out there. I have no idea, mm-hmm. but I have documentation yeah. that while we were there, this was what was going on. But I always say between me and dad, we have a 50% chance one of us will have an encounter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to start from 2015 to now, 15, I shot a buck opening day, 16, dad shot a buck opening day, nothing in 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, two knocked down. Yeah. We're really yeah. close to 50%. Yep. Yep. So. Good stuff. Yeah. But that's the update there. You know, we're going to, I'm sure Vance is going to have some stuff to update on the next show. Yeah. But yep. other than that, you got anything else to add? Nah, I mean, we're good. We got a nice, nice show in there. Andy's archery buck can opener. I'm, bites I, the dust. I, I wish. It was great. <laughs> it, it was, it was so gory. I sent you the photos. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, Based because there's more to the story I didn't talk about how we were trying to rush to get these deer out because the processor 
anyways, I did not get to have time to really clean up my deer for photos. Yeah. If anybody wants to see the picture of my deer, just message me. <laughs> I'm not going to put it as a cover art because I'd put it as cover art, but it'll probably get taken down. <sighs> that, that, <laughs> if I I even took one and I started cropping it as best I could. You couldn't even get yeah. It, it's even still like it's it's probably not what I want for cover art. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, send the uh, put the velvet picture of him up there. I'll I'll see if. I'll try you to... sent me a great velvet picture of him. Yes. Yeah. And I... just, he looks a little like his hair's a little bit falling out, but that's in the middle of the summer there. It's, yeah, all it's look like starting that, to but... get the transition. They're, they're yeah, losing their yeah, red. They're yeah. starting to put on their winter. Yes. Yes. Put that one up. I'll see if I can get it up there. Yeah. Sometimes it, sometimes the software is picky on the, on the image size, but I, I'll see, I'll see if I can do it, but. Uh-huh. If not, just message me, and um, we'll go from there. Um, all right, let's wrap this one up. Uh, good. Yep. Big thanks, Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine, and Aqua Traction. Um, with that, whatever you're doing, whether you're fishing, you're hunting, good luck, and thanks for listening. <laughs>